and welcome to the FSF and Tapestry podcast. I'm Jules and today I'm joined by Natalie Bent and Denu Harris, um, children's book publisher and Early Years Hub, they're founders um, of Little Scholars Playground and we're going to be talking about STEM in the early years. Um, it's lovely to have you here, welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for having us. And the first question, as always, is can you tell us a bit about yourself? So can you tell us about your journey in work and life that led to your passion for exploring STEM with young children and setting up Little Scholars Playground? Sure. Thank you. Thank you. I'll begin. Um, so I, uh, I'm Denu, like you said, and I started um, um, in a career in aviation um, um, as my chosen subject at university and and it, it, in essence how that how I came to that was um, when I was young about 12 years old I remember my mum taking me to Gatwick airport and um, I just remember standing up against the glass looking at uh, I think it was a 747 a massive airplane at the time and just being completely awestruck by um, just the technology and wondering how on earth does something as big as that get off the ground and stay in the air? And that really stuck with me uh, throughout my, my sort of formal education, which led me uh, to university to study aerospace technology with management um, and uh, qualifying as, a, in, in essence, an aeronautical engineer. So someone who understands flight uh, technology around aeroplanes um, uh, and uh, keeping people safe in it. In, in aircraft is which is where I ended up in terms of a professional career. Um, so so that's how I got into STEM. And um, you know, along the way, I've always had this kind of desire to to try and communicate quite complicated ideas for for little people, for kids, mm. um, for children. Um, and that really started off like in the family, quite naturally, just trying to explain how science works, technology works, and particularly aeroplanes because of my fascination. Um, and then, yeah, so Natalie and I had um, our, our daughter, Kazaya, um, uh, who's two and a half, and um, we were looking through some literature because she loves lift, lift the flat books, um, but we were struggling to find any lift the flat books which uh, really represented her, so we couldn't really find any with any black characters in it mm. and um and then we we kind of said that we could probably do something like this and and natalie who was on maternity leave uh started sketching and i could not believe how talented well i say i couldn't believe i, did, I i'm not surprised she's a very talented person but i was really sort of awestruck by um her illustration skills and and um really the rest is history from that point uh, we said do you know what we can we can create some products here um and, and um start to introduce stem through through this business that we created little scholars playground um so natalie will touch on 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 how she got sketching um but but the rest is is history and and so um our intention is to because of our backgrounds is to bring to to market um products that uh, really tap into the early years, um, introducing um, STEM to the early years and, and yeah. for parents to be able to, to access resources that get them started in, in STEM um, in the early years. Brilliant, thank you. Well, Natalie. <laughs> yes, so my, well, my career didn't originally start in STEM. So I used to work in marketing. So I worked in marketing for eight years and then that's 
working closely with web designers and the web developers, I start, it started to spark my interest in a more creative field. because so I've always naturally been quite creative, but I didn't go down that route in terms of education. So then eventually I actually changed my career. So I went back to university, which I didn't think I would ever do. And I studied uh, for a master's degree in web design and content planning. So moved into the tech field, um, really enjoyed that. So my career has taken off since then and became a product designer, focusing on web and app design and development. And then eventually, as Denny said, we started Little Scholars Playground. And then now we have a STEM range um, for parents to introduce their children and early years practitioners as well. Brilliant. Thank you. Such an interesting journey and, and, and the kind of coinciding of your of your two journeys to, to yeah. become to become this this um this passion, I suppose, really, for, for STEM and young children. So my next question is going to sound a bit obvious, but just in case people don't know, what is STEM? STEM stands for science, technology, engineering and maths. And I feel like it's got a lot of focus over the recent years because of schools now introducing STEM to children quite early on as young as nursery because our daughter's in nursery and she's learning about STEM as well. And I think that's because the shift in jobs and careers, there's a lot of focus on technology and STEM related careers and changes in the environment and things like that. So yeah, that's in a nutshell what STEM stands for. Yeah, thank you. And then moving on to really, I guess it's your one of your big focuses is, is STEM in the early years. And I just wondered, I suppose, what does STEM in the early years look like? Mm. So it's basically introducing STEM to children early on to create scholarly minds, children that seek out answers, ask questions, problem solve. It creates a lot of these are the critical skills for children to take on throughout education and later on in life beyond education as well. So STEM related subjects helps children with improves their critical thinking, their problem solving skills, which, as I said, are critical skills for children to take on to later life. So in terms of problem solving skills, it encourages them to ask questions, seek out answers, try to work out, okay, what's happening here and why is this happening? It also encourages collaborative learning. So children often, when learning STEM subjects, whether that's creating an exciting science experiment, they're working together, they're actually working with other children and collaborating with them, which is a good skill for, for example, in the workplace, being a team player later on down in life or working on team you know, subjects at university, college, secondary school it also actually enhances their memory as well so all the kind of exploratory learning the questions the answers the repetition within some experiments and activities that they do actually helps to enhance things like their memory um, and again touching on exploratory learning you know exploring and different things like that so yeah it just it affords them the ability to just learn so much and develop so many of their different skills. I don't know, Denny, if you had anything else you want. Yeah, to the, the the only thing I would add is is the importance of um is of introducing STEM quite early on because you think to yourself, well, that sounds that sounds like quite quite broad, complicated top, top subjects or topics, but in actual fact, um, 
like Natalie said, just getting children to be more inquisitive mm. is 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 a good thing. Um, when you when as they develop and they start to make those choices about what paths they take, yeah. um, you, you've got a child that's generally um, sort of rounded and inquisitive in nature, um, seeking out seeking out the answers to complicated or simple um, problems in life um, it just helps uh, to, to, to get children into that frame of mind uh, when they're starting to make those selections and which direction they're going to go off in their lives they've actually they've actually looked at a wide spectrum of, of um, um, not typical areas um, because I think as we'll come on to, to discuss a bit later on when you start to enter into the STEM fields, you, you, you generally professionally start to command, you know, higher salaries, better job satisf satisfaction, um, it, making a contribution to human society. So it's really key uh, to get to get um, children in early in the early years sort of. Uh, comfortable with, with with these subjects yeah because it basically in a nutshell also it exposes them to real world experiences really early on which in turn helps them improve like their communication skills and things like that so yeah and not to mention really fun as well you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah good very that's really true and actually as I'm listening to you both talking now I'm really thinking that everything that you've really described there around STEM in the early years you're basically talking a lot about skills for life aren't you yeah. as in as in just skills for being a citizen almost you know as children grow up skills in a workplace or skills in school skills in a workplace skills yeah. in their life their broader life their wider life a lot of the skills that you've talked about a lot of the things related to STEM are those really important skills that we know are are really thought about in the early years they're they're very much a part of the earliest curriculum aren't they um so it's so exciting to hear it hear those things related to stem talk talked mm. about to do with stem and that actually leads me on to my next question which i really really wanted to ask you about because it's something that i've often reflected on when i think about stem um and in a way i, I guess what i was trying to get at when i when i sent you the questions was um, I was thinking, is STEM sometimes misunderstood? Because the, the next question is around creativity and imagination in STEM and how much creativity and imagination is part of STEM for young children and in the industry. And so I guess what I was getting at as well is, is STEM a bit too compartmentalised and then misunderstood as being totally separate to creativity and imagination? I just wondered what you thought about that. Yeah, so I think that creativity is usually associated with art isn't it drawing and painting and you know yeah associating it with art but stem actually does be boost a child's creativity so it helps they have to think about how can they create something to solve a problem or come up with a solution so for example we have um a product called stem activity cards where we encourage parents that you know stem doesn't have to be really expensive and you have to buy this really expensive robot you can use household items around the home to create you know activities so we have one which is an engineering activity where we get you will get children to build a bridge using toothpicks and blue tack they have to be creative and use their imagination to come up with a bridge they create what it looks like so in essence that is them being creative to 
solve a problem or come up to a solution or create this bridge. So it's definitely, and I think if you think about it, STEM, some people now have added an A called STEAM because they say art. So A, art, is part of the whole kind of STEM acronym now. So some people do say STEAM, you will hear STEAM instead of just STEM. Mm, That's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And I guess as well, it's sort of, um, as it feels to be like the early years is is the is such a good place for that meeting of yeah. this the kind of stem concepts and and then the creativity and the imagination before in a way this is going to sound like a really awful thing to say but before children move on to school where perhaps subjects get compartmentalized a bit more yeah and kind of pulled away from each other almost it feels like i don't know i it, it, it watching my children go through school and you know it's felt a bit like that like some of those mm. subjects get kind of put in boxes and separated out from each other rather than joined together which in the early years of course there's that freedom to join it all together mm. which is amazing um, yeah. it's and- a, that's a, a very very interesting point because not not only does do they get compart- compa- compartmentalized yeah. but also you do then get some natural stereotyping of what oh, are the yes. expectations of boys yeah. versus girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, boys are into physics and girls are into, you know, reading or writing. Uh, and that's, a, as we know, that's a complete nonsense. Um, you know, children should seek out the things that they're interested in. And um, the, the idea of this, this sort of policy shift where we talk about STEM is to get, is to get everybody interested in, in such a fascinating um, area, which, yeah. which has a real impact on our everyday lives. Um, because, uh, you know, the country that we live in, we need more children, young people of broad ranges, races, sexes, going into STEM um, to bring their contribution to, to our human story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the crucial sort of people that can help that happen, how can early years educator, educators nurture STEM in their teaching and learning with very young children? Um they can encourage them to there's so much broad experiences that they can encourage and start from so I would say just try to nurture them as best as they can like spark the interest that they are showing so you know if there's a child that's showing interest in counting and maths kind of spark that interest and develop those different areas um there's questions ask them why what how to kind of get the child's mind ticking and in a kind of like a problem solving critical thinking kind of way um language so the use of stem related different languages like hot cold balance high low things like that can push push and pull kind of spark those little stem kind of learning really early on um exploratory play so for example for us didn't we Jenny we introduced things like messy play to our daughter really really young so by the time like at the age of before even one different science experiments and things like that so by the time she got to nursery they were saying she's really advanced for her age and it's simple things like messy play touch feel we did for example in our stem activity cards we have something called muffin tray fizz so we just put baking powder food coloring 
vinegar we get a pipette get the to squeeze the vinegar and they will see like the bubbles and explaining to them you know what is this and kind of get their mind ticking um yeah just encouraging them to use their imagination create different experiments and activities like that and then explanation getting the children to explain what they think has happened before you give them the answer why do you think this has happened and you know, for example, you could do a simple, you know, the sink and float experiments, will this sink or will this float? You think it's just kids playing with water, but really they're thinking, okay, is this going to sink? Is this going to float? They're analyzing the item. Well, why did this sink and why did this float? Is it because this is heavy? This is light? Is it because this has something around it and the other item doesn't? So just simple things like that can really help introduce it really early on keep it simple but you don't realize it's building up their imagination their communication their critical thinking and their problem solving skills yeah I love that idea as you were talking I was remembering being back in the in the earlier settings and and seeing children you know at the water table with the big water tray or outside with a bucket or wherever there was water and just very young children just watching them so absorbed in just a few objects that then they might have found a stone or a bit of wood or whatever mm. it was and just pushing it to see what happens or you know where's it gone it's right at the bottom of the bucket or you know with the water and yeah, just yeah. And, and you're yes what they were doing completely by themselves yeah. was actually experimenting Mm-hmm. yeah definitely and like yeah. you can even introduce role playing into the activity mm-hmm. so that will help enhance the whole collaborative learning thing where they do role plays with the other children you know like dress up as nurses and doctors and our daughter comes home I'm being a doctor and I have to lie down on the floor she brings me back to life and things like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it's just it's it's such an exciting space, isn't it? The early years for all of this kind of thing to be happening. It really, really is. So moving moving really into into home, I suppose, mm. into homes. What can families do to encourage um, their children to have an interest in STEM? So for for from our our point of view as 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 parents, um, you know, we can only speak from from our experiences, um, a a home should be filled with literature Mm. and objects Mm. which um, allows children to explore, use their senses, uh, really, really sort of tickle all of those key five senses. And um, don't be afraid as parents and caregivers to allow your children to create mess in in their experience exploration of um, liquids solids gels um, um, just give them give them the ability to to be themselves but just be mindful as they're as they're going for their exploration that you have an important role to play in in interjecting and explaining do you know why that's happened Um, do you understand why that's turned that color are you do you see the 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 similarities between that structure which you've created with the matchstick and the blue tack and that of a bridge which uses triangles and shapes to keep things rigid it's just about um 
like Natalie said throughout, is asking lots of questions of the child to try and get them to see the connections between um, the messy, fun play, mm. the, the, the experiments in front of them or the activity that they're doing in front of them and the real life stuff, uh, which we take for granted. You know, you know in, in, in my field, uh, aviation, people get on aeroplanes and they generally don't have a clue how this thing works, but they know it transports them from one place to the next uh, but behind all of that is uh, are people who've who've spent centuries designing and tweaking and improving um, um, all the things that we take for advantage and, and I just think um, as parents or caregivers when you're just going about everyday life you could be just walking down the street it's just really important to to have that conversation with children to, to see if, if they understand you know the world that's around them and if they don't understand it's okay just that's your opportunity to 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 you know assist with the knowledge or introduce uh resources uh learning material books if you see an interest mm-hmm. jump on it you know get a book that supports that interest i i expressed an interest in airplanes and what followed was lots of books on airplanes and that that just feeds into that so mm-hmm. so yeah we've got an important important role to play as parents and caregivers um in in the development of those little minds yeah and i just wanted to go back to the point of you know, STEM and learning STEM doesn't have to be really expensive. You know, if I go back to, for example, I've mentioned before our STEM activity cards where we have science, technology, engineering, maths, activities and experiments. They're all using household items around the house or items from the supermarket. So you can do amazing science experiments without having to spend a fortune or, you know, being a scientist yourself, you can introduce simple activities at home using household items, recycling, and we're quite passionate about sustainability, keeping those paper towel tubes. You'll be surprised how many activities you can create using those and vinegar <laughs> and, you know, food colouring and like those staple items that we can be used in experiments. And yeah. I also love the, the idea of, of- you know, it doesn't have to cost anything at all. It can be a conversation. You can be out walking along to the park, you know, whatever it is. It could be that you see an aeroplane in the sky as you're walking along and you can have a conversation about how's that staying up there, you know, and, and, and that doesn't have to cost any money at all, but it brings in all the vocabulary, the questions, the explanations, everything that you've been talking about. Daniel, I'm thinking about your very, your introduction that you gave at the beginning about your, what sparked your interest in aeroplanes was just ha- being seeing yes. one and that didn't cost anything that just was you seeing one and thinking wow you know Pre- precisely and precisely that the whole thing <laughs> it did yes it did and and you know sometimes you you know when i when we took our daughter to the train station for the very first time mm-hmm. she went crazy she was like a train a train and i just thought oh my goodness you know this that is something to 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 feed so you know we always make a thing about when we're going to the train station you know you pick that up and you you sort of ask questions you know what's what's the train what does the train sit on and she'll say a track Mm. and you know it's just those little those little things you know where you could just feed in um some interest and and who knows you know she might be a budding train engineer um or or she might want to be a train driver because that fascination is there and it's just about encouraging it yeah and and i suppose as well thinking about myself as a parent over the years um it doesn't stem doesn't need to be 
over doesn't need to feel overwhelming or complicated it, it's accessible all those things that I can imagine again just speaking for myself I might have felt a bit intimidated by it mm. maybe because it's not my area of expertise or whatever but mm. actually the way that you're describing it is these everyday things mm. it's almost is it almost exploring with your child as well you know yeah. finding out with your child if you're you don't know yourself or whatever precisely that absolutely that because um it's such a broad feel Mm. you it's it wouldn't be expected that you know everything but as a parent you know when you when you uh see an interest and you go on the learning journey with your child Mm. you you start to you start to realize oh actually i didn't actually know that that works like that and you've you've Mm -hmm. learned something together and it's Mm -hmm. it's fascinating and um the, the the STEM activity activity cards that we have um, does exactly that. It's about parents doing activities with their child, and there's an explanation of the science behind it. Very very brief explanation, and quite often, you know, when I'm going through them with my daughter, I think to myself, "Oh, I, I didn't actually think about that." Mm. Um, that's pretty cool piece of knowledge to know. Um, so you know, it, it's about doing like you just said activities with your children, which educates both sides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've touched on this a little bit, but I still, I'm gonna gonna ask this question anyway, which is why is it important to spark this passion for STEM when children are really very young? You've talked about your daughter and how, you know, she was so young when you were introducing our experimentation through messy play. And so why is it so important to start when they're young? And so, well, STEM subjects are the subjects that create the inventors, innovators, mm. leaders of tomorrow. So I, we feel like it's important to introduce this STEM subjects early on, spark that kind of interest, you know, expand on the critical skills or the, the skills which are critical for later life mm. when they go on to university or school or, you know, jobs in the future. For example, there's a stat from the, I think it's the World Economic, Economic Forum, they did a study of the top 25 subjects in terms of demand and pay, and every subject was STEM subjects. So they go on to be the highest earners, the the most demand jobs. You know, if you think about future jobs, a lot of them are STEM-focused technology, the challenges of the future. This just kind of sets them up for life really lifelong learning a lifelong lifelong love of learning and excite excitement to learn and learn new things and challenge themselves so yeah that's you know the reason why we think it's really important to introduce it early on yeah and and before this podcast I was reflecting on this question a bit and thinking about how you know right now Mm. you can see STEM being so important to yeah. our existence yes. as a as a world as a you know you know we just think about the pandemic and the stem that yeah. I mean we could talk about that for hours but the stem that went into helping us through that I mean I don't know climate change maybe as well you yeah. know and perhaps for the future that the, the 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 innovation that's going to be needed at all levels to help us with that and it's so, and, and as you say, then, you know, travel, just how we travel. And yeah. I love that story that you said about, you know, something like a, a, a an aeroplane, you know, how many 
hundreds of years in a way has gone of tweaking yes. you said i think didn't you and yes. people playing with ideas to get to the point that that you know something can stay in the air and carry people and you know yes it, it, absolutely and and you know sticking with that theme the, the current conversation now is how do we do that sustainably mm. and in a way that doesn't harm our planet right. and we're not going to stop flying but we're going to push the envelope of innovation and technology to try and make it clean so you know we've got we've got big initiatives now to to try and um, use fuel which doesn't have um, an impact on the environment mm-hmm. and that, and behind all of that are people people like you and me who who decided a very long time ago to go down a particular avenue and that avenue was a stem field and um, they went and they studied in detail one specific area to 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 come come to a point where they can contribute to to the human story and, and this is what it's about it's about getting kids excited about making a, a contribution at some point in in, in the future and, and I think STEM is excited and at Little Scholars Playground we're really excited about about STEM and we want to try and get kids introduced to it in a very natural way which is fun um, and and you just have these brilliant little minds that just want to, to to work out how to do the next thing or you know push push the push the boundary a bit so yes that's yeah. it yeah so I think that what you've both said there leads really well onto the next question, thinking about the future, which is who do we need to see more of in STEM? Um, you know, who do, who needs to take those subjects? Who are the voices? Who are the young people that need to take those subjects further in their education and on into careers that we're not, that, that perhaps are not having those opportunities at the moment that we need to see more of? Um, I think for me as a woman in STEM, I don't see many people that look like me. Mm. Um, so my kind of goal, or both of our goal, is to encourage girls to have a passion or pursue STEM. So this goes back to introducing STEM early on. If we introduce this to girls and not just think of, you know, science and maths is for boys and kind of spark their interest and their passion in STEM, we can encourage them to then go on and take STEM-related subjects later on in life. Because you know, as a designer and developer myself, as I said, I don't see that many females. And then just black people as black people in general we don't see many people that look like us so there is a stat that only 6.2 percent of students that roll enroll onto a stem related subject at universities are black so we want to encourage young black children to you know pursue a passion in stem and encourage parents to introduce them to their children as well really early um early on i saw bt um, post a stat in related to the science stat. So they said the GCSE science curriculum, there is no female scientist in that curriculum. You know, so we're passionate about and we believe children can't be what they can't see. So if young girls aren't seeing female scientists and they all see and they only see male scientists, what is there to encourage them to become a scientist? You know, if black children aren't seeing, you know, information about black inventors in school and we, we've created a book called STEM leaders which is about black inventors and innovators who we believe changed the world if they're not learning about this then how you know how can they be that who do who can they look up to so for both of us really encouraging girls and black student children beyond obviously we want all children to have a passion for STEM but those are two kind of key areas for us as well to focus on and encourage yeah and that that thing that you were saying about about 
when you were looking for books for your daughter mm-hmm. and that was kind of one of the things that inspired you to think about creating yeah. your own you know representation within within stories that are stem related both whether that's a girl becoming a, a you know a, a scientist or a doctor or whatever it is or a, a, a you know a black child being able to mm. see themselves in the, in the pictures and the images and the stories mm. that are being told and read in in early year settings is so so important isn't it mm. yeah definitely thank you so we're our final question which is a shame because I could keep talking all day but <laughs> we think about this it's so interesting but I really wanted to ask you both this question so I'm hoping you're you're, you're both going to have a go at this answer which is um can you tell us about someone who studied and worked in STEM who has inspired you and can inspire young people today um Yes, I can. I my, my one is going to be obviously aviation because that's the field that I love. Um, so the person I'm going to introduce to you is William Roberts, Robinson Clark. William Robinson Clark, um, who is not not alive anymore, but he was um, a, a Jamaican who travelled to the UK um, just before uh, World War Two uh, to join what we now know as the Royal Air Force, and he was Britain's first black pilot and um, you would think oh well pilot what does that have to do with STEM but to be an aviator to to fly an aeroplane requires a great amount of uh, mental mathematical ability uh, geometry navigation all STEM related related subjects and um, uh, I I love William's story because he he had to um, uh, rise above um, a period which was quite hostile to, to people of his race um, to to really pursue his passion, which was he wanted to, to, to be a pilot. And, and not only did he want to be a pilot, but he ended up being the first uh, black aviator for, for the Royal Air Force, which is quite an achievement um, 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 at the time. So William Robinson Clark is, is, is the person that um, I, I really, really passionately like. Thank you. And Natalie? Yeah, so I think I'm quite in awe and I really, there's a lady called Anne-Marie. I won't say her surname because I don't want to pronounce it wrong, but she created an organisation called STEMETS. So it's a social enterprise that encourages, supports and inspires young girls to pursue a career or interest in STEM. So she was only, and her reasoning behind setting up this company was she was only one of three females or girls that um, participated and undertook a degree in I think she did maths and computer science and so she just that started sparked well why aren't there and there were 70 pupils in that in that area and she was only one of three so that kind of sparked her well why aren't there more girls in STEM and then later on in life she's achieved so much and then she's created award-winning she's won various awards for her program called STEM it so I'd say Anne-Marie oh thank you that's a really good place to end I think on those two inspirational people and hopefully listeners to the podcast will go away and and look them up and and learn more about them as well and find out about their life and what they what they did and what they do now um thank you both so much for that conversation I feel inspired now properly inspired to go and and find out some more about STEM and look look at things in my house even and I'm yes. to know how they Thank work. You very it's much things for like that. 
Yes, no, yes, great. Yeah, indeed. thank you. Really, really appreciate you joining us today. It's been brilliant. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>